Hello, and welcome back to the Fan Fiction Audiobook. Today, we're going to be reading the second half of Friendship is for Fools, a Hurt Comfort Yu-Gi-Oh! story for general audiences. Just to refresh your memory, last time, Kaiba had trouble sleeping, stared at a photo of Yugi and his friends, and tried to hide from himself that he is lonely. The following day, Mogba convinced him to take the day off and go for a drive, and on the street, he saw Yugi in tears. The summary of this chapter is, Some people have bigger problems than having a personal crisis. It never occurred to him that Yugi might be one of those people. Without further ado, here's the second chapter of Friendship is for Fools, by the Mangosity, Our Last Hope for Humanity. Kaiba scoots over to the other side of the car and watches Yugi hesitate with a foot on the patterned car mat. He eventually pulls himself the rest of the way in without a word. Yugi fumbles with the seatbelt, situating the strap so that it lies comfortably beneath his puzzle as he avoids making eye contact with Kaiba. If there's one thing Kaiba doesn't do, though, it's regret anything he does. He'll see this through to the end, even if it means sitting through the most awkward car ride of his life. He has a feeling it will be just that. Master Kaiba... Roland says, his eyes trained on the road as the light turns green. Are we still driving... around? Kaiba has to hand it to Roland. Surely the man knows enough about his rivalry with Yugi to be absolutely astounded by what just happened, but he doesn't let it show in the slightest. Kaiba will remember that later. He looks at Yugi and asks, Where were you going? I... I don't know, Yugi says quietly. He looks smaller than usual. I guess I was going home. Then that's where we're going. You know where the comic game shop is, right, Roland? Like the back of my hand, Roland says. Kaiba has no idea what he means by this, and Yugi seems to be in too much of a stupor to ask about it or even notice what he said. As Roland makes to double back around, he flips the switch to roll up the screen between the driver and the passenger side of the car. It seems like an eternity before it clicks to a stop. Yugi seems so far away that Kaiba almost feels like there's no one else in the car with him. Even once the focus comes back to his eyes, Yugi still says nothing, opting instead to stare out the window as the suburban scenery whips by. Kaiba can handle that. It's not like he called Yugi here in order to have a riveting conversation. The three blocks worth of saying absolutely nothing still surprises him. Yugi is the first to break the silence. He straightens his back against the seat, his palms resting flat on his lap. Kaiba, what am I doing here? Kaiba turns to Yugi with the most practiced neutral expression and says, I saw you walking by. You looked sad. The near pout that forms on Yugi's face would be comical for anyone else who weren't Kaiba. Well, this is new. Since when have you actually, well, cared? Yugi seems to regret what he said the moment it flies from his mouth, but the words don't sting. Yugi has every right to ask this, and Kaiba has no idea what inspired the sudden decision to extend the hand of whatever this is. Sorry, Yugi says. He holds Kaiba's gaze with eyes that look like they haven't closed for sleep in a while. It's been a rough day. More like a rough week, Kaiba thinks, but he doesn't say it out loud. It's funny, actually. Yugi's voice quivers oddly in the end, and Kaiba hopes beyond all hope that he won't be stuck in the back of this car with a weepy Yugi. I was just thinking about the last time we saw you at the Duel Monster store. Is that why you were crying? Yugi snorts, and then he laughs. Laughs like he really needed it. Who says you don't have a sense of humor? No one. I guess you're right. He leans his head back against the cool fabric of the chair and smirks. Although, I can think of a few people. Joey Wheeler doesn't count for anything. Whoa, that's pretty harsh. Even for you. 
Kaiba doesn't say anything in response to Yugi's oddly mirthful grin. I honestly thought you two were going to get into a fist fight that day, Yugi says, and Kaiba lifts an eyebrow at him. What? When? At the Duel Monster store, Yugi twists himself so that he's better facing Kaiba. Maybe you didn't notice, but Joey probably would have punched you in the face if you hadn't left when you did. Oh, please, Kaiba says with a dip of his shoulders and a roll of his eyes. Wheeler wouldn't hurt a fly. You really think that? Of course. He talks a big game, but in the end, he has no intentions of backing it up. You deal with those kind of punks all the time in the business world. That would explain why you're not afraid of him. Now it's Kaiba's turn to give a laugh. A sudden, abrasive noise that dies as soon as it hits the air. I'm not afraid of anything. Especially not that second-rate duelist. If you say so. Without warning, Yugi's eyes part with Kaiba's, as he turns to look out the window and Kaiba too turns to see where they are. They're nowhere near Yugi's house or the Kaiba estate, for that matter. He and Roland were driving longer than he thought. Taya was actually on your side, if you'll believe it. Great, Kaiba thinks. Yugi's trying his best to hide it, but Kaiba can tell from the way the smaller duelist's voice rises in the end that the waterworks from before aren't too far off. We were only there that day because Kyber Cards was having that event. I'm sorry. Yugi's hand flies up to cover his mouth, and he squeezes his eyes shut against the tears that Kaiba predicted, his breath hitching in time with his shaking shoulders. It's a far cry from his dueling persona. Even Kaiba, who has faced him more times in the dueling ring than he can count, is having a hard time wrapping his brain around the fact that this sniveling boy is the same duelist who forces him to duel with every last ounce of his skills. Although Kaiba wouldn't normally be so generous, he doubts that handing Yugi the handkerchief that he keeps in the glove compartment on principle will do any harm at this point, so he does just that. Thank you, Yugi whispers, and as he wipes at his eyes, something changes. He pulls himself together and wipes away the rest of the tears, and when he looks up at Kaiba, there he is, the duelist. My grandpa's in the hospital, Kaiba. I think he's going to die. Despite how little Kaiba knows about the old man, not to mention the direct hand he had in putting him in the hospital all that time ago, something clenches in his stomach to hear this news. Where are your friends? He asks, and his voice isn't nearly as cold as it was a moment ago. It dawns on him that if someone had told him a week ago that today's events would lead to him sitting in the back of his town car, two seconds away from saying something to console a bleary-eyed Yugi, he would have immediately demanded that they go get a reality check. Yugi pauses for a moment, as if weighing his words, and then he says, I've tried to be strong for them. They don't know the whole truth. He wipes at his eyes one last time, and then folds the handkerchief into a neat square. But they suspect... I was going to tell them tonight. Even his duelist fire burns just a little less brightly, and Kaiba finds that this disappoints him far more than it should. What happened? Again, he would not have believed a week ago that he would have any interest whatsoever in any sob story Yugi had to tell about his poor little old grandpa. But he does. Yugi sighs, and his eyes go dull. It's a long story. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. That's never stopped you before, Kaiba says folding his arms across his chest. And if you haven't noticed, we've got time. The silence between them stretches so long that Kaiba wonders if Yugi will ever speak, but he doesn't look away. Even on the worst of days, he will never be the first to break eye contact with anyone, especially Yugi. I'm sure by now you've heard of capsule monsters, Yugi finally says, and Kaiba narrows his eyes. I knew about capsule monsters a year before it was formally announced. What about it? 
unlike usual have a listens to yugi's story about getting transported into a magical land in which capsule monsters were real yugi noticeably gleans over a portion near the end about how they defeated a five-headed dragon but kaiba couldn't care less he doesn't believe any of it for an instant once we had all escaped i thought everything would return to normal yugi says once he's made it to the end of his tale everyone seemed fine but he wasn't there's another long while of silence before yugi speaks again we i found him collapsed in his room three days ago he's been in a coma ever since and the doctors don't expect him to recover his fists clenched on his lap and there's nothing i can do it sounds like you were in some kind of virtual capsule monsters world but i haven't heard news of anyone even testing something like that kaiba says frowning he'll have to get one of his people on that and possibly fire someone for not knowing about it in the first place yugi doesn't argue the way he normally would and simply nods his head in agreement that's very possible even we don't claim to know exactly where we were if that's the case your grandfather is probably suffering from vws vws yugi says again his eyes lighting up with curiosity what's that yugi had been in and out of so many virtual worlds that kaiba assumed he would know about it virtual world syndrome you get it coming out of shoddy virtual world terminals and you think my grandpa has it seems pretty obvious to me what makes you so sure of this we used to see it a lot in beta testers back when we first developed virtual world technology yuki stares at him oddly what they're fine now besides we fixed those glitches ages ago but the capsule monster simulator you visited probably wasn't as sophisticated as kaiba corp's virtual world it could still have those problems the familiar intensity that kaiba recognizes so well lights in yugi's eyes if what you're telling me is true then i need to tell his doctors right away don't bother they won't believe you kaiba says and yugi shoots him a glance that's an instant away from furious most medical establishments don't recognize it as a real condition i have to try yugi insists his hands are fists now now that you've told me this i can't sit around and do nothing kaiba recognizes that intensity lit in yugi's eyes he'll stop at nothing to save his grandfather the same way he would stop at nothing to save mokoba if he were in the same position before he even realizes what he's doing kaiba reaches back into the glove compartment to grab the pad of paper he also keeps in there on principle he scribbles something out while yugi watches on like kaiba has gone crazy which he probably has once he's satisfied kaiba tears the sheet off and holds it out to yugi just as the car comes to a stop they've arrived at yugi's house this is roland's personal phone number if you call him later today he can arrange for your grandfather to be transferred to the kaiba care medical center they'll be able to treat him if it's really vws yugi's mouth parts like he's going to say something but then he doesn't he reaches out to take the note with both hands kaiba do you really mean that yugi asks and something has changed yet again the duelist is gone yes kaiba doesn't say anything more doesn't trust himself to i i don't before yugi can get out what he has to say roland opens his door and he turns to look up at the man we're here master moto oh um thanks he unbuckles his seat belt and hesitates for a moment staring at the note then he turns and smiles the largest smile he has in three days thank you kaiba 
He gets out before any normal person would respond, sparing Kaiba the need to do so. Kaiba watches as Yuki takes the side entrance beside the one marked with a closed sign. The time it takes for Roland to get back in the car passes like a dream for Kaiba. Soon, Roland starts up the engine and lowers the barrier between them. "'Where are we headed now, sir?' he asks, and Kaiba doesn't even have to think about it. "'Home, Roland,' he says, and the word feels just a little less foreign on his lips. "'This vacation is over.' By the time Kaiba lays down for bed that night, he's absolutely mortified by his actions that day, offering Yugi Moto a ride, allowing his grandfather to get transferred to the Kaiba Care Medical Center. Of course, he won't go back on his word to get Yugi's grandfather the best treatment the world has to offer, but he can't imagine what possessed him to do any of the things he did today. What was I thinking? he asks aloud. Whatever took hold of him this morning has long passed, and he decides it would be best to move on and hope it doesn't happen again. Mostly, he doesn't want to think about the fact that he began to snap out of his funk the moment the duelist left, the moment Yugi smiled and thanked him with true appreciation in his eyes. Whatever. It just proves that, occasionally, Yugi has the ability to melt anyone's heart, even his. Now that it's over, he feels ready to take on the world. In fact, it seems like a fine night to start work on the schematics for the latest tournament, designed to draw out Yugi and ensure that they'll face each other in the finals. But he won't. He has work tomorrow, and he'll be damned if he misses another day. Without another thought, he reaches up to snap off the light and lays his head down. But his heart didn't quite thaw back to the way it used to be. I'm such a fool, he mutters to himself, and he falls into a restful sleep. It turns out that Yugi's grandpa had succumbed to the physical and mental stress that can sometimes incapacitate a person after they travel from one physical plane to another. In other words, he had VWS, and the Kaibukare Medical Center is very good at treating that. Well, that was the end of Friendship is for Fools. I really hope Yu-Gi-Oh! fans out there could enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to suggest a fanfiction to be read on this podcast, you can email us at the fanfiction audiobook at yahoo.com. Remember, there's a the at the beginning, and it's not plural. The fanfiction audiobook at yahoo.com. Be aware that we only read fanfictions with permission from the author. Have a nice day, and thanks again for listening.